My name is Faith, and I'm with Blue Bonnet Home, and today we have Susie Thompson with us. She's a luxury realtor here in Dallas, Texas. Hello, sweet lady. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been like 40 years. It <laughs> has, I mean, <laughs> something like that. That's hilarious. Been, really, truly, how long has it been, 30 Oh my gosh. I mean, let's see. Meadowbrook Christian, I left when I was probably, I mean, we left in after fifth grade. So, I mean. Okay. You did yeah. go. We did go to elementary school together. I, yes. I was like, did we go to elementary school together? But I also know her from church too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we went to, so we went to, you know, a Meadowbrook Christian together, but then we moved to the west side of town after fifth grade. And then, okay, but then, did you go to Sagamore? Oh, no. you, well, you went, went to Bethel to, Temple, didn't you? No, no? I, I went to Meadowbrook Christian, and yeah. then um, I stayed there till eighth grade. Okay, I moved. We moved in the. We moved in eighth grade, so I was there through seventh. But we went to okay. Christ Chapel the whole time. Oh, okay, so Christ Chapel too. That's right. We went to Christ Chapel. Okay, yes. so I guess. That's right. So we had Christ Chapel too. I forgot we had that also. Okay. Yes, we've yes. known each other like forever. Up. Yeah. Yes. I just remember you. I mean, you have not changed a bit. You are like the exact same. You're pretty <laughs> as ever. You're oh, blonde. you're so sweet. You're blonde Bob. And I graduated. <laughs> let's see. I think you're a year older than me. Yes. I think I'm one year older than me than you because you were in Kale's grade, right? You yes. Were the same. Okay. Yes. That's right. So you're yes. one year behind me. And then Buck was two years behind me. So yeah, you're in between me and Buck. Um, yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's so it's, funny. It's so crazy. Okay. So you just got back from one of my favorite places, Fairhope, Alabama. <gasps> oh, I love That's it. That's where we go. We go there. We go to Point Clear, Alabama, which is right there. You know, um, there's the Grand Hotel. Have y'all, have you been there yet? Have no. Y'all need, y'all need we to go there. Yeah, we didn't go there. We yeah. stayed at the Jubilee Suites in Fairhope for okay. the, stay at, it was a stay at Southern Getaway super mm. beautiful and amazing i yes. did find out about the grand hotel and clear yes. point yes. while i was there i mean i want to go back yes y'all need to go back i mean it's one of our favorite places that point clear is just i mean that little town just it's just it's like out of a movie i mean it just looks almost it's like a fake life or something it <laughs> like, is. i love it, it. Is. <gasps> so pretty and so beautiful like oh my I just gosh yeah so i've been like looking at your pictures and being a little bit jealous. Cause I'm like, I want to be there right now. <laughs> well, come next year. I don't know where it's going to be. And the same yeah. Southern is a podcast that I listen to and I love dearly. Uh -huh. And um, so they do this getaway every year and uh -huh. I've been wanting to go and I did it this year and I don't regret it. And you should come next year. Yeah, I'm hoping it's in Savannah, but Ooh, I've nice. never been. I want to go. Never been in Savannah. I've heard it's beautiful too. So oh great. my goodness you have to go It'll be so much fun that would be fun that's <gasps> oh okay so what do they do just talk about houses and decorating and all those things or what no so the yeah. say it southern is uh -huh. a podcast uplifting and empowering women and small businesses and oh. so that is their mission Ooh. out in the field and so you have all walks of life, all different uh -huh. sorts of businesses. And uh -huh. you have women that just want to get away. <laughs> They're not yeah. even there to network. They're just there to get away <laughs> from their husbands and their kids and have a good old time. And you get, they have these amazing sponsors and Renaissance bank is a huge sponsor for theirs. Okay. Um, and they get these great sponsors and swag bags and nice. Yes. So, I didn't expect to make friendships on this podcast. Like that was not on, like on this getaway. That was not on my radar. I was just uh -huh. going for personal yeah. professional reasons. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, I met my people. Like these wow. are my people. Yes. I can totally see you. And those are my people too. Like, <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. 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 That's why you it's have to go. Too. Yeah. Okay. Well, keep me posted on when it is because I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love a girl's getaway. Not, you know. A quick and 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 Jeff is good with the boys. Like he's great, you know, hanging on, you know, helping with them and all those things. So it'd be really fun. I'd love it. Keep okay. me posted on it whenever it I, is. I, I will. Um, you so. have you have four boys. Yes. Yes. 
Okay. It's let's, nonstop. Okay. Let's, let's, okay. Let's back up. You have four boys. How old are they? <laughs> I do. I have four boys. Yes. Three teenage boys and then one not non-teenager. But so Charlie's 16. Tucker's oh, about to be 15. Jake is 13 and Parker is nine. So it's nine. It's 11th. I'm sorry. It's 10th grade, ninth grade, eighth grade, and third grade. Okay, so is it too early to arrange a marriage? I've not even met these boys. and Yeah, no, we can do it. Absolutely. No, right here, right now, let's go ahead and get the paperwork done and we're good to go. <laughs> I'm like, they're all, they're all so darling. Copy and paste. I mean, they are your children. So I can, cute. Oh my gosh, those brown eyes. I know. They, they all have brown except little Parker, the youngest one. He came out with blue and it's funny because while he was in the womb, I thought I wanted to name him Blue, but then I thought, but then I googled Blue Thompson. Uh-huh. Don't and it's a it's a guy that does things that isn't a good thing. <laughs> uh, basically, he's a star of some kind of stuff. And anyway, I was like, "Yep, no, nope, no, nope, no, no, Blue Thompson." Um, <laughs> but I could tell he was something. I could tell. I don't know. It's weird. I just knew it was something different. And he popped out with blue eyes, and I mean. They're as blue as ever, but um, anyway, it was funny. But oh my gosh, to do blue anyway. They, so <laughs> they are so cute, and every time I see one of those boys, um, on you know on your Facebook or whatever, I think, yeah. Oh dear Lord, please, I would love to be related to Susie Priscelli. Oh my, I know gosh, you're, you're Susie so Thompson sweet. now, but when I hear <laughs> when so I see sweet. your face, I just think. Because I was a year younger than you. So, yes. of course, I had an admiration and I looked up to you. Oh. And oh. I thought, oh, she's so pretty. And oh. you're de- and you were going with, remember going with? You were going, going with? Kel, you were going with Kel, oh. Kel Sims. Oh, Kel Sims. Oh, I loved yes. Kel forever. I wanted to oh marry God. him my whole entire youth, you know? I know. <laughs> I still love his mom and family. Oh. <laughs> she is she's amazing oh and she had a beautiful like perfectly go- yes. like silver bob and I still tell people yes. about her hair yes it was perfect she did and her house I mean she had I'll never forget and I told her this you know occasionally I'm like I'll never forget all- she had teddy bears remember when teddy bears was like well that yeah. that store teddy bear toys so we used to go and like get you know gifts for everybody they had everything she had teddy bears. I feel like they were such a big deal in that kind of time in life, maybe like eighties, whatever. Yes. But she had teddy bears on every step up her, up her stairs. Her house was like, so de- talk about a good decorator. I mean, she had it down big time and I still tell her how much I just loved her house and I'll never forget her little teddy bears and all the things, but she's so dear and so precious. You know, I don't see her often, but I just love her. You well, know, you didn't move good. too far away from where you grew up. No. No, because you you grew up in Fort Worth and you still live yeah. in Fort Worth. I still no, I live in Dallas. Oh, you live in Dallas. Oh, that's yeah, funny. I live in Dallas. Yeah, so we live in Dallas. Mm-hmm. How did you meet your husband? So we, um, so I moved to Dallas after I graduated from TCU in 2000, and I got a teaching job. And um, about three years into that teaching job, I um, ran into a friend of a friend. And we were in this kind of little club called Slipper Club, and it was in Dallas. It was almost like a post-college sorority type thing, but just a little social club. And so she and I reconnected, and we started. She was single, and I was single. And she said, you know, hey, let's start going out. And I said, okay. So we just kind of went and did. We were gone, you know, kind of doing things all the time. And one day she said, hey, there's this guy that um, is friends with my – I'm friends with his sister. He's um, getting his MBA at SMU. Would you want to go, you know, have a drink with the SMU MBA you know, group. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll go for one drink. And I was in my teacher clothes and everything, which basically means not my going out clothes, you know, my just kind of plain tired old lady clothes. They're like mom outfits. The mom outfit. Yeah. And all the other days when I went out looking all, you know, hot to trot, I go out in my mom outfit and me, my husband. And so, um, we, uh, we just clicked that night and, you know, and then, uh, dated for uh, two and a half years and got, engaged and married and three or four months later so we got married pretty quick but um and then here we are we had a kid about one year after we got married charlie and then tucker and jake and and then here we are so um there's such cute names too tucker tucker i know tucker's i love that yeah it's it fits him well tucker thompson you Uh know 
Yeah. But they're well, all, yeah, they're sweet pick, boys. You can pick which one out of the four. I mean, look, Sailor became a believer last year on 9-11. She's talking about getting baptized. So, and I know you like smocked clothing. So we are going in the right direction for all, like for grandchildren. We'll be pushing the right things. <laughs> in my phone sometimes in the morning, I get my people start calling. And so it can get a little cuckoo bird. But um, anyway, so sorry about that. But we were chatting. And anyway, I don't know where I lost you, but. Oh, I was just plotting which child is going to marry my daughter, but okay. we'll, let God, we'll let God figure that out. Yeah, um, we'll put that in his hands, but it sounds great to me. I'd love to be related. I'd love to have you and my family. I'd love to be family. So oh, no. we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep praying really hard and oh, we'll get gosh. them around each other, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I would love it. Do you still, hey, do you still have your charm bracelet from growing up? I do. Yes, I do have my charm bracelet. I remember that at church. Wait, I would remember all the girls. We would all have our charm bracelets with all of our um, charms. Yes. And I yes. remember thinking, oh, I want one of those from yes. James Avery. And <laughs> I don't know which one my parents got me, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it was probably just from a little bit of everything. But my daughter does have one. Mm, and- they're so cute. They're so, they're so I- cute. I love those. I, I still have mine, though. Yeah, and everything I... You know, if I got this or that, I'd get a charm for it. You know, I mean, it was just every occasion we could think of, I got a charm for So it has all kinds of fun stuff. And um, no, I love it. It's fun. In fact, I wore it. I wore it when I dressed up in high school. I wore my high school uniform last Halloween and I um, and I wore my charm bracelet with it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's pretty amazing because literally <laughs> you have not changed. You're still the same size. <laughs> Like haircut, same uh, look. And I think it's a compliment haircut. because, oh, you, you know what you. I mean? I, t- I think of it as a compliment. I don't think of it mm-hmm. like, oh, you That's haven't changed in a bad yeah. way. I think it's Yeah, correct. sure, sure. Well, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> so look, sweet. I can't get past my just bod haircut. I'm like, when it gets long, I'm like, it just bothers me. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. I'm just a short hair kind of girl, you know, I, I feel know. like just a short bob girl. But anyway, too funny. Gosh. I tried, I tried to, I mean, I'm trying to do the Bob thing and I'm feeling to mommy, like yeah. a mom in it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I told myself I was going to wear it in a Bob for, through the getaway that we just did. And then I uh-huh. met the most beautiful woman. Her name is Kathy Butts, B-U-T-T-S. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. And I love her. Shout out to Kathy. And <laughs> she had, <laughs> she had that in between length. And it okay. had these beautiful layers in it, but no, mm-hmm. like what you, you would see, like how we grip, not too choppy layery. It was just so mm-hmm. classic and beautiful. Yes. And I thought, oh, that's how I'm doing my hair. So yes. I'm going to have to tell Kathy, I'm going to have to text her, my new friend and say, you need to text me a picture of you because I want my hair cut like yours now. Yes. Well, in certain people's face, I mean, all the things go into play because I have, a, I mean, several friends that have long hair and it's just beautiful. I'm like, I just, it's not, I, I feel like if I tried it, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't fit my face shape like a, like short hair does. But, um, but I mean, I just love, yeah. And, and all the things matter, like how thick it is and if it's thinner, I mean, you know, just all the stuff, but, um, but yeah. And I have friends that have, you know, they do the, um, they do the extensions, you know, and those look pretty too, you know? So, but. Well, I had extensions um, and I had them like, uh, who is her name? Oh, I had them, um, like Britney Spears had her hair and uh-huh. you remember that when she was in the red Oh, I wanted my hair to look like hers. Uh-huh. And I was a flight attendant for Southwest airlines at the time. And I found a hairdresser and I bartered with her to give her free airline tickets. Cause I couldn't afford to have mm. real extensions. Like, I, I mean, so I went to her and mm-hmm. she did three tracks and on each track, she did two layers of hair and I remember washing my hair for the first time and getting it wet. My head went backwards. It was so oh heavy. Gosh. And I got sores on my head and I lost really? hair. And it thinned it really? out. Yeah. I don't, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think, I mean, that was a long time ago. So I yeah. think the technique was different. Yeah. Or I went to a lady that didn't do it for me the right way because it just did not work. But it looked good for a while. Uh-huh. I felt very pretty. Huh. Very pretty. <laughs> I felt very pretty. And that was all that mattered. <laughs> I love that. That's great. No, I mean, and, and like I said, I mean, 
I have friends that get them regularly and they look amazing, you know, but for me, I'm just like, I'm just a short hair girl. Just well, easy. Let's, yeah. Well, let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you do and all that good stuff because okay. we need to give some people some help. Okay. I go into homes every day and people are buying and selling their homes mm-hmm. and I give advice you know, mm-hmm. about paint and paint colors, but there mm-hmm. is an army list because I do have my real estate license, full disclosure. I That's have my right. real estate license. Yes. I'm not active. Go. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I pass off the book to everybody else. I don't want to have anything to do with it, but I'll make yeah. the houses pretty. Yes. But you, but you're a realtor for yep. Allie Beth Allman. Correct. And how long have you been, how did you get involved in doing real estate from teaching? So when I had my second son, I knew that I wanted to, I knew I wanted to have multiple kids and with teaching, it just wasn't going to work out. I didn't want to teach and then pay for childcare because I knew I wouldn't, I'd probably end up owing money, you know, just when you pay for childcare, it wasn't going to work. So I had to find something that I had flexibility in that I could pretty much stay at home, but then, you know, sell a few houses on the side. And my goal was really to try and just, you know, make a teacher salary. Um, that was my goal. If I could just sell enough houses to, you know, make a teacher salary, that would just be perfect, you know? And at that time I was as a teacher making about $40,000 a year. And so, um, so I got my license when Tucker was born and, um, or right before Tucker was born and he, uh, and so, um, my brother at the time was selling real estate and he was like, Susie, why don't you get your license? So I did. And, um, I sold, you know, three or four houses a year. I wasn't doing a whole lot at the very beginning because I wanted to kind of be at home with the boys and, you know, raise them. And I didn't, I kind of didn't, it's funny, but I didn't tell a whole lot of friends at that time that I was selling real estate because like I said, I wanted to, um, stay at home and raise these boys. And so I kind of told the Lord, I said, you know, when my youngest, you know, by that time, my youngest, when he starts kindergarten, I'll really dive in and go all in. And so really when, when Parker started school, I did. And that's just kind of when everything kind of started taking off. And I think at that time too, I did, you know, started social media stuff. I mean, I got an Instagram page, Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn page and kind of created my, my real estate stuff to work, be more like a business instead of just, I'm going to sell a house or two on the side. And so that's kind of when it, I went all in and it was almost like God just had worked that out for me and that, you know, he respected that I wanted to be at home, but then, you know, provide a little bit of income and, um, and then the timing on everything was just really, really good. Do you, do you, do you recommend that to your friends? I don't think people realize how hard real estate is. They don't. I think there's a lot of people that you'll see get in real estate and then they get out. Um, and, uh, and so I, you know, it's, it's a tough one. And it's also a different kind of sales. I think some people think, you know, they're used to just, you know, maybe selling a product and it's different than selling like just a product. It's something that, you know, people buy a house every, you know, let's say on average five to 10 years. So it's not like something that you can sell two or three times a year per se. Um, it's something that just takes time. It's something that you have to build trust with people. Um, it's just a lot of different things that I think go into it. And when people are looking for a realtor, there's a lot of things that they factor in. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard. Like you, you almost don't know, you know, what, um, what personalities can kind of handle it and what, which ones kind of can't, but I always laugh about it. Cause I say, you know, I grew up with a lot of God, a lot of kind of dysfunction and it's almost like the dysfunction taught me kind of how to juggle a lot of different things. And so it's actually worked <laughs> for in my benefit probably because real estate's very, I mean, a lot of moving parts, a lot of different personalities, a lot of different, you know, you kind of got to wear a lot of different hats, but, um, I love what I do. And, but I do think it's not cut out for everyone, but if it is cut out for you, it's a really fun business. You know, it takes a while. People have to have a lot more patience. I don't think they understand. And when you're dealing with all sorts of investment levels, you're mm-hmm. you and all different walks of life from different parts of the world. You're going to get different emotions and different attitudes and different actions. And you really don't know. I mean, sometimes you even have friends that you think, Oh, this will be fun. This is my so-called friend. And yes. you realize, Oh mm-hmm. no, no, no. They're trying to do illegal stuff and you can't yes. be the culture. So you have to fire them or yep. you have to walk away from something really big because it's not ethical or it's damaging to 
to your spirit. It's, yes. It can be really tough out there. I don't think people understand, but I'm not trying to bash on real estate. Okay. No, so, but you're so right. Let- exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. I mean, it totally it's is. So I mean, people don't realize all those things about it. They just think, oh, you get to go show pretty houses. I mean, mm-hmm. no. there is so much more. I mean, you've got to know repairs. You've got to know foundations. You've got to know roofs. You've got to know legal documentation. I mean, you know, how to kind of understand the contract and all the different things and all the different ways to write it and all the different ways to negotiate it and think about 10 steps ahead. So your clients are fully covered and fully taken care of if anything were to go, you know, the wrong way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, and it takes time to learn. I mean, too, I mean, I've been doing it 15 years and I tell agents all the time. I mean, in this business, you don't know everything. I mean, every single transaction, you're going to learn something different. I mean, it's all just, it, there's, a, there's all so many different ways that things can be negotiated and done. And, you know, it's just, it, yeah, it, it's just got a lot of, it's a lot of different parts to it all. But, but like I said, it can be really, really fun. And, um, you know, in my background was sociology, my degree is sociology with a minor in social work. Um, I got my teaching lessons on the side, but I just, I love people. I love, you know, all the different things and all the different styles and personalities and all this stuff. So, I mean, just my, I realized when we were kind of shut down during COVID for a few months, how much I just thrive off the people and just how much I need that, you know, just being around people just gives me happiness and joy and energy. And I love helping people. So my social work kind of aspect that I wanted to go and help people, you know, through stuff, it, it's, it's, I'm getting to tap into that. And so that's another piece that just, you know, ha- makes my soul happy. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Okay, so are you a list, like they would always ask, you know, are you a listing agent or a buyer's agent? I thought, well, why can't I be both? Yes. So how do you, how do you, you know, classify what you do? I'm really kind of both, to be honest. I mean, um, some people call me, I mean, most, if people are selling and buying, a lot of times I do get both ends of the transaction, um, both sides, but Uh, Some clients say, Susie, you know, I don't, you're a friend and I don't want you to list because I don't want to feel like I'm getting mad at you. And if something's not happening and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I just let them know, Hey, I, you know, I've put a business hat on when we're doing business and we'll always be friends. And I do, and I can let, I let a lot of things go. And, but at the same time too, I'm like, I put my business hat on and I kind of changed too. So while they change, we, you know, we kind of change together, but um, I really do both. And I mean, I know there's both important you know, things to each side, um, the importance of listing and the pricing and the, the house and getting it cleaned up and, and prepared to sell with all the things. Um, and on the buy side, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes Marzella on my team will help me show if I'm not able to show, she might go show for me, but negotiations and all those things, um, you know, stuff I do, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, I do both. I mean, cause, and, and, you know, some clients, I mean, Years ago, I had this one client call me and she said, Susie, I saw you just sold that one point, you know, $5 million house. And she goes, I, I'm, I want to buy a house, but I feel like, I mean, I'm only looking in the 350 to 400 range. Will you help me? And I was like, I said to her, I said, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? I said, absolutely. I said, I've sold, I've sold a $50,000 condo and I've sold a $4 million house, but I go everywhere in between. Absolutely. I mean, everybody, in my opinion, deserves good representation and it's not about the price point. It's about, you know, I want to help. I love helping and it's about the service and, uh, you know, every, everybody deserves, like I said, a good, good guidance, good counsel and good representation. So, you know, it's, I was almost like, oh my gosh, I said, most of my people are within that range. So don't at all think that I would never want to do help you out or whatever. So um, anyway, but yeah, I, I really essentially do both. So you mentioned, you know, how people can get their house ready. You were talking mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Can you mm-hmm. that and yes. give me all your pet peeves, your laundry list of what mm-hmm. people can do to prepare their home, to list it, to sell, whether it's five years before you want to list it, a year before you want to list it. Because it's not just about having the home ready. You also mm-hmm. need to be emotionally correct, emotionally prepared. That's right. And what I would say too, is when you meet with the agent, the agent comes over and tells you the pricing and all the things. Number one, a don't get offended. I mean, we know our, we know the market, we know what is out there. We know we're the expert. And so 
We all think our house is worth more than it is. Even agents, you know, when I go to list my house, I almost have to bounce it off. What do y'all think about this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, Susie, well, uh, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so even we are guilty of thinking our house is worth more. Um, but, uh, but I will tell you this, you know, a lot of people get caught up on, oh, uh, realtors make this much money and all the things, um, you know, which it may sound like a lot, but at the end of the day, a good realtor can actually make you more money. Okay. And, the, and because we know what it takes to get the top dollar and we know what, what you need to do to kind of get that. And so with our guidance, um, we will make you more money. And I've had so many, I've had not so many, I've had a se- several friends over the last couple of years sell their homes on their own thinking I'm, you know, I'm going to skip those fees and all the things. And they've told me, Susie, I sold my house and I sold it for this. And I was like, ouchie. All right. You might've left about $80,000 on the table that you could have had if you would have hired an agent, you know, or whatever. And so it's, it's kind of sad. Um, it's just, in my opinion, people just really need to think about that before they do it. It doesn't make sense, but what I typically do. So, um, so some of the things that are, are important when listing a house is number one, um, I always tell my clients, if something's broken, fix it. Because if you're not fixing it now, you'll fix it later. The buyers want it fixed. So mm-hmm. I always say, just get everything fixed. And a lot of times I'll send my handyman over there and he'll fix all those little things that off. maybe the sink faucet is loose. I mean, all kinds of things. I mean, a, gam- a gamut of things. Um, or, you know, and then, and then, so they'll do that. And then I'll walk through the house and I'll say, okay, um, I'm looking around and I'm like, well, there's, there needs to be, to be some paint touch-ups. And this is kind of where, you know, you come in and some of those colors, what I would say, guidance on some of that. But I always, most always, almost every house I list before I list, I mean, I, my painter's over there either touching paint up, painting the whole entire house. Um, because, you know, everybody doesn't want an orange, you know, dining room or everyone doesn't want a bright pink bedroom. Because right. what if, what if I go in and the house I love has a pink, you know, pink bedrooms and pink, my boys are going to be like, I'm not going in that room. I will not sleep in that room. No way, no how. They can't <laughs> get past that. So a lot of people can't get past certain things. So I always, I always make sure that paint is up to par. Um, people with kids, you know, there's dinged up doors, there's dinged up, all that. I, I, I ask my clients and we do it together. Um, sometimes I say, you know, Hey, I'm getting that full 3%. Let me, let me just have my painter come over and do some things and that's on me and I'll take care of that, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's important to me. I want my listings to look really, really pretty and good because I'm going to get professional photos and they're going to go in there. And if, and if it looks junky, then, you know, people are going to think the house is worth less. So paint touch-ups, very important. I also have a stager that I use and I have her go through and I have her walk the house with me and she gives my clients a listing checklist. And what that looks like basically is like, she goes room to room and says, remove this, take this out, put this on. I'm going to bring this art. Let's change off this rug, blah, blah. I mean, she is an interior designer. Yeah. And she is fantastic. And so that's another important piece of the puzzle. And people think, Oh, you just stick a sign in the front yard and the house gets sold. Mm -mm. No, no, there's a lot. And especially now as rates have kind of gone up and the market's getting a little harder this is when those things matter 150%. And so um, she does that. Sometimes she'll bring in stuff. Sometimes she doesn't. And another thing I cover is for my clients is I I do pay for my staging for my clients. So um, that's why my fees are set. It's not one of those things where I negotiate that because I put, I do put money back in. I mean, I've got skin in the game. My clients have skin in the game and so do I. And so I think that's important because we're all moving towards the same thing and that's getting the house sold. And so I have her go over there. I have her do that. Um, and then another thing too, I look at the landscaping and I look outside and I'm like, okay, how are the flower beds? How does the curb appeal look? All those things. Sometimes my painter goes and he'll stain the fence or he'll paint the front door. I mean, you know, um, a lot of times too, I'll have, I'll have him go and put some new fresh mulch in. I love black mulch for photos. Um, I do too. It's beautiful and it just really makes it clean and pop and so updated. And it's just amazing how sometimes even it's not like you have to spend a lot, but just some, sometimes just some good fresh black mulch goes a long way or, um, you know, pulling out some of those big old shrubs that just date the house. I've done that multiple times. We've ripped all that out and we'll just go buy some boxwoods and line them up, put a few little, you know, a little bit of color in the front with that black mulch. And it's almost like the simple is the best instead of, especially if there's dead and old, you know, 
landscape. I mean, I get that out of there and we start all over. And so um, that's another thing I do when it comes to listing. And then really for the most part, I mean, like I said, that's, I mean, it's pretty much paint, you know, fixing what's broken, landscaping, cleaning all that up, get your curb appeal looking good. Um, obviously decluttering will come from the stager. You know, she'll tell you, get this out, get that out. And I tell my clients, they go, oh my gosh, Susie, where am I going to put all this stuff? I said, well, when I listed my house a few years ago, um, a house full of boys, I mean, we had Legos out the wazoo, we had toys, we had all the things. I said, so honestly, for a month, I, I put one whole side of my garage full of all the things that I took out of it. Um, and people opened the garage and they could see, I mean, they could see it's a two car garage. They could see that, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here, but they could still tell at the end of the day, it's a two car garage and then shut the door. But it was a lot better stuff to be out there in that garage than up there in the bedrooms and, and all over, you know? So yeah, those are things I do. And I think are very, very important to getting top dollar, um, for your house when listing. Okay. What about the trick before, uh, you have an open house with the laundry baskets? Do you know what I'm talking about? The trick with the laundry baskets? No. Okay. So what I used to tell my people, my clients, uh -huh. when I was a realtor, it, because they would get stressed about an open house. And I just told uh, them, like, just have a stack of laundry baskets, nice. plastic laundry baskets. And before an open house, just give everybody a basket, have everybody just pick up all those stuff Perfect. and just put it in your car before you leave. And then it's clean. You don't have to worry about actually like cleaning, cleaning. Cause you know, with like toys and stuff, sometimes it can just oh. be too oh, much. Overwhelming. Yes. So, it's overwhelming. Yes. The laundry basket, I thought, oh, well, that's a great I idea. Love that. You know, it's I love only... that. I hadn't heard that. That's yes. awesome. Yep. That's awesome. What do you feel? How do you feel and think about what, uh, the scent of the home? You know, oh, that's yes, that's very important. Okay. So I do, that's another thing I typically will do depending on like, so if it's a house that's vacant, I, so any vacant house, I always get it staged. I always stage, I don't stage sometimes the whole entire thing. But a lot of times I'll, I'll stage the living, dining, kitchen, occasionally the master. If, if, if you can't tell where the bed goes, I'll have that staged. Or if it's just kind of a funky floor plan, I'll have that staged. Uh, so, yes. So I get, I get plugins and I'll put, I'll put some of those in. It depends on kind of what, you know, I, I do different ones per se, depending on what it is. But absolutely. I mean, I think that's important and it's what, 10 bucks, $15. But if it's empty, I do, because you just, when a house is sitting, you know, there's not much coming through and in and out and I always put something in to make it smell good. And then when we do open houses, I mean, uh, one of the girls on my team put together these open house tubs and it was so cute. She put a candle and a little, um, you know, a, um, she put a little sign in sheets for us, a candle, a lighter, you know, all the things, little wipes, little things we need for our open houses. And, um, we just keep them in our cars and we have it all there. So when every time we have an open house, it's all there. And, and I think that's nice to kind of put a good smell and a good ambiance in the house, but absolutely. I mean, that stuff matters because people do, you know, early on in real estate, I took a class about staging and about, you know, selling and they were like, you know, the three things that people don't like are smells that turn mm -hmm. people off on a house. Yes. Clutter and cleaning. Yes. And those are all things that don't cost. I mean, you know, it doesn't cost to clean your house. I mean, if you do it yourself, I guess it does if you don't. Um, but clutter, that doesn't cost. Just put it like you get, get a laundry basket, put it in there and whatever. And then clean. I mean, the smell, the smell. People can't get past certain smells. So get invest in some plugins, um, light a candle, bake some cookies, whatever it is. Because um, people don't love like just strong food smells, smoke smells. Pet smells, you know, all the pet, things. Pet yeah. smells. Some people are so They're... sensitive to it. And yes. They know. So yeah. if you have a cat, you better oh. keep that litter box clean. If you yes. have any kind of dog that's ever had an accident. Yes. That, it. I mean, it's a, yes, it's a deal. Yes. <laughs> it is. No, a hundred percent. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So it matters. You know, typically when I get a listing, you know, I tell my clients, I want to have it open as much as possible. And so we'll do, sometimes we'll do Saturday and Sunday open houses. Sometimes we just do one, you know, one on the weekends. But, um, but what our open houses typically look like is, you know, we just, um, we just have a sign in sheet and we're just kind of there to answer questions. Sometimes we'll pull some extra comps for houses around the neighborhood or other listings that people are looking and we just have them sign in and just connect with them. And if we can help in any way, you know, um, let that, you know, let them know we're here to help. And, um, but you know, I mean, it's a good way to meet people. I've, I mean, I would say probably 
a fourth of my client list is, is probably people I met at an open house. So it's really important. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really important to do open houses. And you know, I mean, it's a time when people can meet you, they can, you can talk to them. Um, and I've had people come in and say, Susie, I, you know, I have a realtor, this friend per se, but I mean, they live far away and they don't really understand the market. And I feel like you have a better grasp of it in the area we're looking. So can you help us, you know, and you know, it's like, okay, I'm happy to help. I mean, I don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers, but, right. um, but it is important. I mean, you know, especially like, so in East Dallas, there's a lot of houses that are in historic districts, conservation districts, and people don't realize like there's restrictions and what you can build and how you can build and all the things. And so if somebody doesn't know that and they're a realtor and they're selling houses in there, they may, you know, they may have a buyer that's like, I'm looking for a lot. And then they buy it and then they realize we can't tear this house down. It's in a historic or whatever. It's just like that could go from bad to worse in just a few minutes, you know? So a lot of things that, um, you know, people, are looking for and they don't realize it, um, you know, until they kind of think through some of the process of buying and, and things like that. But I'm, I'm a big fan of open houses. I think they're important to, to market the home. And it's, um, and like I said, it's an, it's a good way to meet, um, buyers and potential clients. And a lot of the girls on my team will, you know, sometimes I'll have a listing, but I'll give them the opportunity since they're new to hold the house open and, um, you know, and potentially get some, some buyers. So. Well, a good I, thing for everybody. Yeah, open houses are good because, at least from a, a buyer's perspective, because if there's a home that you're on the fence about and you don't mm-hmm. want to bother your agent to come and mm-hmm. show it to you, it gives people mm-hmm. an opportunity that are really kind of contemplating or they've had something on their radar. Like there's there's tons of houses. I mean, I look at real estate every single day. Every mm-hmm. single day, I go to all the apps and I look at all mm-hmm. the houses. In Texas, Oklahoma, I'll go to Louisiana and Alabama. Mm. Like I'm looking everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with Thursday an open house, sometimes I'll pop in because pictures don't always translate. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, Absolutely. And there have been houses that I'm glad that I went to because I could get it out of my head. I could just go, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can. Okay. Now I've seen it. And now mm-hmm. I know I didn't like the layout or there was a smell, a pet smell, mm-hmm. you know, pictures can be deceiving because they light them up super bright. Yes. I think that the paint is good to go. And then you realize there's so much more work. They didn't take care of the house. So yep. what you can see is not being taken care of. Imagine the things that you're not seeing being not Correct. taken care of. That's right. And that can create unwanted stress. So yes. do you, what are your tips and tricks for picking a realtor? for people out there that are trying to decide, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I think, you know, you can get all the accolades and you can mm-hmm. look on people and make sure they have good reviews. But when mm-hmm. it comes to it, you need to get along. You need to have a Absolutely. good vibe or Absolutely. respect or rapport yes. with who you're working with. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I tell my clients all or people that I meet with all the time. I say, you know, here's the deal. I mean, you can meet with, you know, you can have an agent that's won, like you said, all the accolades, all the awards and be this mega, whatever. But if you can't communicate with them, it's worthless, to be honest. I mean, you've got to feel like you've got to be able to tell them your, what you're nervous about, what you're worried about, you know, what, what, you know, you've got to be able to communicate with them. And when you call them or when you text them, they respond, you know, I mean, I've had several friends you know, and, and it's a blessing and it's a curse in my in business. I mean, yes, sometimes I'm at a dinner and I get a client that's texting and I respond. I mean, sometimes my husband's like, you know, mm-hmm. put the phone yeah. down, whatever. But it's just I, I want to provide my people with a certain kind of level of of uh, service. But, you know, I've had some friends say, you know, when they see me, they're like, my realtor never did that. Or why do you? I mean, I mean, my, my realtor didn't. And then you, some some of these agents, you'll call them and it might be a Saturday and they say, we'll return your call the next business day. And it's like, really on a Saturday? Well, this is when we do our business, you know? Yeah. I think that boundaries are good. You need to shut it off. True. When you're working on a deal and things are going on because you, I mean, there's times where you're redoing contracts all night long and you're negotiating. For sure. Absolutely working through the night. Absolutely. when, um, when you're not in the thick of negotiations or you're not, you know, it's not a phone call saying, Hey, we love this house. We really want to go look at it this mm-hmm. weekend. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's okay 
for mm-hmm. your realtor to have a life, to have a family, True. to go to True. church, to True. take care of their own families. Because mm-hmm. people do have high expectations of like their contact level with you guys. Mm-hmm. Being, oh, well, I texted her and she didn't text me back right away. Well, she might be with another client. She might be driving. True. She might be on the phone. So True. people do need to give y'all grace. They do. To return the phone call in a reasonable manner, of course. Right. No, I 100% agree. Absolutely. I, that, right. I didn't have, I didn't have yeah. boundaries. I worked around the clock. I mean, I was painting somebody's front door, power washing the exterior of their house. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I did I did a lot of things yep. that weren't even required. On the, yes. And it I didn't, agree. It didn't go well in my, yeah. like, I, I didn't know how to balance all that stuff. So, um, yeah. so to the people out there, please remember business hours. <laughs> if it can yeah. wait, let it wait. Yeah. If yes. It's action. If it's an action thing, then of course, reach out to your realtor. But if it's yeah. not something that needs action right then, then, you know, yeah. contact them between eight and five, like regular business hours. That's right. That's well, my- and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. And, and I feel like I'm always kind of checking into that and, and, and it's a good point. Cause it's like, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I have to go, okay, look, can we can just wait till after dinner? And I'm like, yes, you're right. It can. And you know what you should do? This is what I have on my phone. I have, okay. you, know, you can like push the button and you can make it go to your voicemail. Well, I uh-huh. have it where it will text somebody and it says I'm, I'm either driving or I'm in an appointment and I will contact you when That's I get to good. the stopping point. So for you, you would say, yes, um, I'm, I'm in the, you know, I'm with another client or I'm on the phone. I will get back to you when I get to my, whatever your mumbo jumbo is. And then Uh that way they know, like, cause it's just a push of a button. It's like a decline, but it gives them a message. So they know, Oh, she saw that I did something. You've responded Uh back. So you're like off the fence to finish your meal basically. Yeah. yeah. Or go no, to the bathroom right. or take a shower. Well, I know it's, it's so true. I know. No. And you're right. And I think the longer you're in this business, the more you get probably better at that into, because you know, early on you're desperate. I mean, anybody that calls you want to get a deal. And as you start yeah. getting more deals, you're kind of like, okay, like you kind of learn how it looks and all the things. And you know, probably about, I'd say about three or four years ago, uh, no, probably about three years ago, it was like, you know, at church, you know, we were just, it was just talking about like, you know, having a day of rest and how, when, when God created the world, he had, you know, he rested, you know, and the, and it was talking about how, you know, that last day, take a break. (laughs) We do. Well, and it said, you know, and I saw, so I started thinking, I was like, you know, I need to start really thinking about that and really thinking, when can I rest? And so I, I just kind of made a commitment to the Lord and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop doing open houses and for the most part showing on Sunday and kind of have that as my day of rest because I need a day to regroup. And if you're, if you did it when you created the world, then I'm going to do it, you know, um, as well, because I need that. You're showing us what we need to do and how to, you know, have balance in our life. So I did that. And that's been about two or three years ago and it hasn't (laughs) slowed my business down one (laughs) bit. Uh, I kind of thought about Chick-fil-A because I was like, you know, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. I thought, and has their business uh, taken a hit? No. So I said, you know what? There's something here. And I started doing it. Now, does it mean like if I've got buyers in town, they're from out of town and they're, you know, they only can go look Saturday and Sunday and we don't get them all fit in on Saturday. I'll go work on a Sunday, but I'm just saying for the most part, like when I do open houses, I do them on Saturday. If girls on my team want to do it on Sunday, they can do it on Sunday. But it's been, it's been a game changer because at church, you know, on Sunday, I used to always stress, like, it's always like, let's hurry and go eat. I got to hurry and be at an open house. I got to hurry, hurry. And now it's like, it's just so different. And I'm so grateful. And, and so, yes, you, you have to find that balance really in anything you do, just finding, you know, but, um, that was something that really was important for me. And it did not slow my sales down one bit. If anything, it probably increased them. So that's neat. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's God confirming. Okay. I want you to keep, I want, I want you to have that boundary in place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know this is not a blanket statement for sure. me as a color consultant. When I go into somebody's house, I don't, ha- I don't tell somebody, not everybody gets the same answer. It's very different per the home. However, yes. if somebody were to ask me because of my background and my product knowledge, if somebody were to say, okay, I'm going to sell my house. What can I do as far as paint goes? My answer would be lighten it. Absolutely. Always. I mean, always. In fact, I see houses listed and they're not moving and moving and moving. And I'm looking at these photos and I'm like, 
Well, I know exactly why it's not been moving. You know, I know. I want tell me. I have not done this because I think it might be tacky, but I so badly just want to message the agents and be like, "Look, I can tell you exactly why this isn't selling. Yes, it's not the price. It's no the color. Absolutely. And I know that. Absolutely. That, I know that that Tuscan tile was a big deal. Yeah, and I can yep. get somebody to look past it if you'll just let me paint the trim and the walls yep. in the house. This is and- where this is where your knowledge is a game changer for realtors if they will listen 150% because I'm hundred percent agree on with you on all of this. It is. And that's why, like I, and it's interesting. I mean, I'll see houses over here in park city sitting and not moving. And I go and look at those photos and I'm like, now I know exactly why. And all it takes is a little bit of paint or maybe a lot of paint, but paint. Okay. And people, people think, and by people, I mean the photographer and possibly, Some realtors think, well, if we need to lighten it, we're going to lighten the photos. Let me tell you, Mm-mm. you're somebody walks in the house and they're going to say, oh, this looks nothing like the pictures. And Mm-mm. it's such a turn off. It feels like deceitful, right? Yeah. You feel like yeah. you've duped or tricked. You've Because time is money. People cherish their times. Everybody's so busy and they're so happy to be busy again. Mm-hmm. But their time is a very precious to them. And so they're like, they think, oh my goodness. This doesn't look anything like the photos. No, nope, you're right. Do all this work now, and I can't even get it to where it begins. So right now, it's been for years. It's been a seller's market. It is shifting. It is changing. That yes. is not going to be the case. All the things that you have told people yep. to do, your laundry list of the landscaping, yep. the lighting, the smells, the staging, the painting, the fixing. If people, they're going to have to take those key statements to heart because the market yes. is going to get tough. Exactly. And if they don't have those things started, their house will sit. It will sit 100%. And what I'm also seeing right now, even when we go in and we're tidying things up and cleaning up, now in this market, what I'm seeing is people either want a house with nothing done and they want a really good price on it. Right. Or they want everything done. So the houses that kind of have some stuff done, some stuff not done, those are harder to sell right now. And it's kind of like, even when you reduce the price, you know, it's still kind of harder. I mean, the ones that are kind of 50, 50 done are hard. The ones that are all done, those are selling, those are selling quick, everything. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where uh, if you need to just, if you need to kind of do some new tile work in a bathroom, and maybe some countertops real quick to pop it and get the most money. That's going to, I mean, it's going to help sell it for sure. And this is when the market, this, so the market's more normal now than it was, you know, cause we had some crazy stuff happening the last two years. Now it's normalizing and it's kind of becoming what it, you know, has always kind of been. Have Okay. Do you have any like crazy stories about being a realtor in Dallas? Oh gosh. <laughs> like Let's anything that you can say that won't get anybody into major trouble. I'm trying to think what some of my most craziest stories are. Um, thing that's, I can tell you a story. Okay. You tell me a story middle for a story of mine. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not really that good, but <laughs> it's, I mean, it's as best as I can do. So I was um, doing an open house for another agent uh-huh. and um, it was a very modest home in a modest neighborhood. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I was so excited to be there because it was good practice for me because I hadn't a listing yet. And so I was there and I knew all the rules. I knew where to park my car. I knew to put the cones out in the driveway so nobody could like block anybody in and make them feel unsafe. I Uh knew to have somebody else come in at the open house to check on me to make sure that I wasn't there alone. So I had all my things right? And then... I was there, uh, a family came in and that was wonderful. And then a, just a really weird guy came in he was driving a hoopty and he had a baby and he was talking oh, no. and he was saying that he was this gazillionaire and he had all this money and he was oh, telling me crazy stories and he just gave me a really weird vibe and I just didn't uh-huh. trust what was coming out of his mouth. Uh-huh. And, um, he's just like following me around and looking at me oh, and no. I, I texted the the home inspector that I had come by and I said, he had already left. And I said, you have to come back. I don't feel safe. There's a weirdo here. I need you to investigate. And 
the guy was just like, he was walking around. He was just poking her. Really, I just I got a weird vibe from him. And so I made friends with a woman that was there. And I looked at her and I said, please do not leave. I mean, it closes in 20 minutes. Please don't leave me here alone with this man. I don't feel safe. And she says, we've got you. We're going to stay. And <gasps> they did. They stayed. And I got, I got to close everything out. The inspector came back. And he said, the guy is nuts. I don't know what's going on with him. We got him. He, I got him to leave. His story doesn't add up. And now, all these years later, this woman and I are dear friends. Oh, she my God. All my pillow slip covers, I refer her <gasps> out. If I hadn't met her, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have a slip cover lady. <gasps> I mean, I have, I have so many things in my home. And I've gotten to refer her out to my clients. For home design. And so it was a blessing. Even though it was really stressful at the time, something wonderful and beautiful came out of it. And that woman is Sherry Rice from August Blues Slipcover Studio, who I highly recommend. She is nice. a miracle worker and she's a machine. So that, wow. that's where does my story get? Wow. Well, or do you, you have know, a good think, story or somebody think, famous? Well, I think that, I think that, um, you know, and, and you were smart with that because, you know, some people might be afraid to say to somebody, oh, you know, can you stay here, whatever. But, you know, when your gut's telling you something, I mean, occasionally I've had a few, I've, I, there's really one that I can totally remember. And I was holding this M Street's house open and this group of guys came in and my insides, everything was just going off. And what I learned in a state training class that was about how to stay safe was, you know, if you're feeling that way, the, the main thing is you can just walk out the front door, stand on the porch, you know, kind of be out there where people are around. Um, and then when they finally leave, which these guys did, but it's like, well, you've got to listen to your gut, you know, but sometimes they say, just, just walk out, get in your car and drive off. I mean, it's better that they probably take something than take you and do whatever they're going to do to you, you know, whatever. So um, it's not probably do. something I would love to say, but, and there've been some people like I've, I've, I've had some times where I've had someone come knock on the door and in an open house. And I always, I always lock it when I'm done at person to person. I lock it when someone comes in, you know, whatever. And so there was somebody that tried to get, you know, come in the door and I was like, you know, I, I my insides were saying, you know, not good. And so, <laughs> I said, you know, no, you need to, we're, we're closing it up. You know, so you have to kind of just, you have to be smart. You know, you can't be stupid. And, you know, there are some unfortunate situations. I mean, there's, there's realtors that have, you know, been, you know, abducted or yeah, or murdered and all kinds <laughs> of awful stuff. So, I mean, you know, and, you know, my dad, you know, being from, you know, Fort Worth, you know, we, uh, you know, he, he, uh, when I first got my license, one thing he handed me was this little bitty tiny pistol. And he was like, you need, you need to keep this with you and, you know, everything. And, uh, so, but, uh, but there are a lot of realtors that do actually, you know, carry and things like that, but you just have to be safe. It's like our world. I mean, you just have to watch what you're doing and just always kind of don't be stupid and be smart and listen to what your body's telling you. And I'm so happy that you did that because that probably saved your life. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy, but you know, there's, there's just evil everywhere. So you have to be careful. You know, okay. Whatever you're doing, you have to stop for a minute because we're almost done. Okay. And then, so I do this little bit with each guest because you can, you can hear all the background noise and people okay, okay. off if it's too noisy. So okay. we have to do this really fast and then I'll okay. let you go because you're a busy girl. <laughs> okay. okay. So can we please have an audio paint color tour of your home? Because I know you probably have some Benjamin Moore colors in your house. Oh, um, do you know any see. of your paint colors in your home or of your exterior? The main, the main color I have in my home is alabaster. Oh, you have Sherwin-Williams. Okay. Yes, Sherwin. I have Sherwin-Williams. Um, and then, uh, let's see, on the, gosh, I'm trying to think. I have, on the walls, I have repost gray. So I have okay. repost gray with alabaster trim everywhere. And then I'm trying to think of what my kitchen cabinets are because they're kind of like a, they're like a blue-gray. And gosh, someone asked me the other day what that color was. Um, I can look in my garage uh, no, 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 you don't need no. to do that. I but can't remember, but, but I have a, I have a dark gray. So I painted my, so my upper cabinets are white or the alabaster. And then my bottom cabinets are the, this dark gray that almost looks kind of like a, kind of like a Navy. I have, I have black uh, granite countertops 
And so I had to kind of work with that. And so they're kind of like a dark gray, but they just, um, I mean, I've had several friends say, oh my gosh, what color is that? I'm going to go paint mine the same, you know? So it's, it's a good combo and it's a neutral. Um, Cause I wanted, when I moved here a, a little over two years ago, I wanted Navy, you know, cabinets and the guy at the paint store said, which I should have called you. Gosh, I don't know why I wasn't thinking about that. He said, <laughs> you know, we, I would not recommend, you know, a blue, you know, a blue paint for cabinets. And I said, well, what's a popular one that people use? And he's like, these are our three mo most popular grays that people use for cabinetry. And so I just kind of looked at him and I could tell when I looked which one I wanted to go with because, um, you know, I knew the color kind of scheme I was going, I wanted, but paint colors are so hard. I mean, so hard to figure out. So what people don't realize, I mean, until they do it. And I used to paint bedrooms when I was first married. And I mean, I'd, I'd have to end up buying about 10 different colors because I screwed them up every time. So yes. it's so important for someone like you to come in and guide people. It's everything. It's a game changer <laughs> to have the right colors. Well, game changer. It, it, come, it comes naturally to me. It's super easy for me. And I, I, I say people thousands and thousands. You do. No, you 100% do. I mean, because I'm the person that's going to buy the color on the paper that I think looks good. And I put it up and I'm like, this is neon blue, you know, or whatever. And Well, the trick to that is, is finding out what your trim color is. If you can find out what your trim color is and get that paint chip. And anytime you're looking at a potential wall color, uh -huh. hold it up against your that white paint chip so the white goes on top and the color goes underneath and you overlap it a little bit and uh -huh. you hold it vertically because we're not painting the ground we're painting the walls you hold it vertically that will give you a true representation of what that color is mm. and then you have to do that you know everywhere and you can do it on a larger scale but that is the biggest tip that's the biggest mistake people make is that they just get a color and they just put it up or hold it up and then they, then when it's done, they get so much brighter, so much darker than I thought. That's because yes. you, you didn't look at, you didn't do it right. The color didn't change. It's right. just, right. you did it the right way. So I preach that all the time, but do not let anybody do anything without talking to me first. And yes. if you have a client and they're not doing what you want, I will tell them straight up, like, this is ugly. This yeah. is what you need to do. I mean, they're paying me. They're asking for Of it. course. I mean, you're the I do, but I do make sure that when people, I do know my audience. So I'll say that, you yes. know, some people don't need a strong arm, but usually when I'm a little bit more reserved, people will remind me, I'm paying you for this. I need to know. You need to yes. tell, me. Tell, yes. me, risk, tell me straight up. And I just, I do. It saves so much time if I'm just really upfront. Yeah. And if it <laughs> Look, if it makes me look a little, um, you know, out of line or a little tacky for being so bold, it hasn't yet. And if it has, I apologize, but <laughs> for their own good, because yes. I don't look ugly. Yes. No, but you know what? I mean, and, and I just, this girl was helping me. She's a stylist and she's helping me with some photos that we're about to do a photo shoot for work stuff. And I told her, I said, listen, like, you're not going to hurt me, but I need you to tell me exactly, you know, what, you know, she's just guiding me with some things in my work wardrobe and things like that. And I said, you know, cut me straight, please. I mean, that's why I want, that's why I'm hiring you. I need your help. I mean, and that's what people, you know, when people hire me as a realtor, I say, you know, guys, here's the thing. I mean, it's kind of like you go to the doctor and you want to know answers on what's wrong or whatever. I said, you know, when you're, when you're hiring me, you're asking me, Susie, what is it going to take to get this? What is my house going to sell for? You know, all the things I said, you have to listen to us because we, you know, this is what we do. And we're, we, that's our specialty. I mean, it's like, if you go to the doctor and he says, you need to do this. I mean, are, are you just not going to do that? And I, and I say, you know, you're paying me a lot of money. So do what I'm telling you to do because <laughs> you're paying a fortune. So like, let's, you know. And so, um, and I wouldn't ask you to spend money where I know you're not going to be able to get it back, you know, but yeah, um, cause you want the money too. You've got skin in the game. Absolutely. I want to get it sold too. Cause I've got, you know, I've you paid need... for some landscaping. I've paid for some staging. I've paid for this and that. And so I want to, what is your uh, website? Okay. So my, so my website is susiethompson.com. So just S U S I E Thompson, T H O M P S O N.com. And then I have, I mean, it's Susie Thompson Real Estate Group on 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, and just Susie Thompson Realtor on LinkedIn. Well, thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. It was so good to catch up with you. I can't wait to see you at, at, the, at our children's wedding. Yes. Oh, done. <laughs> hey, and let's do that Alabama thing. I'm in. Oh, let's make that happen. Oh, I will. I'll I'll tag you on their page. It's just okay. so you can see it, and then awesome. and you can follow them, and then you'll be able to stay in the know. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you. This was so fun. Um, oh, so glad. And you call me anytime, and I'll keep you in mind for my. I need. I don't know why I haven't thought that, but I need you to do that. You haven't needed it yet. It's been a seller's market, but it, yeah. you know, it's going to change and then you'll need me. Yeah, so. I will. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Susie. Bye, Faye. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.